Buying or selling a home can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. Heritage Realty makes buying and selling easy. With Heritage Realty, you get local market expertise, one-on-one service, and the support of a network of agents across the area. Heritage Realty cares about the details and goes above and beyond to deliver the service you need. Knowledge is power. Trust Heritage Realty to buy or sell your home. For the newest listings and detailed market reports, visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com. Heritage Realty, where today's technology meets traditional customer service. Live, local, and on your radio from the Budweiser studios of Cumulus Media Knoxville. This show belongs to you at 656-9900. 656-9900. The sports you need before sunrise is on the air. You're inside the starting lineup with Tyler Ivins and Will West on 99.1. The Sports Animal. All right, 7.06. And hour number two of the starting lineup is on your radio. You can check your dial locally at 99.1 FM and in the AM frequency 990. Buddy Greg RV and Motorhomes, Graphic Creations, and Hound Dogs giving you that opportunity to score the ultimate tailgating camper. You can qualify on air coming up in the next 60 minutes. Just hang with us right here on the Sports Animal. Also coming up, five burning questions and your chance to play the game. We are handing out more $25 gift cards to Edwin Watts Golf all before we wrap things up here for your Tuesday TSL. Also, Tennessee, how many players are they going to come across on the top 50 ESPN college football list? We'll find out what the mothership unloaded yesterday in the middle of a 28-hour fantasy football marathon. Don't know about you, but get your mock drafts in. It'll be here before you know it. We're talking to Espre- Dak Prescott this morning, and even during the break, Will, even during the reset, the CBS Sports Minute, we were sitting in here and we were going through every possible starting quarterback, the other 31s who are going to be starting at, for their franchise this year. You assume Haskins is going to start in Washington. You assume that it's going to be Fitzpatrick over Rosen in Miami. I know a lot of people have said they assume this is where they'll go. Uh, Dak Prescott, though, you and I, I don't think have them any higher than 15, maybe even 16. Man, Hell, somewhere, I would go to 19 you, on this I list. think you're at 19. I think I'm at 17 with Dak. And Dak Prescott is talking about money that would make him the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. I, I'm, I'm like, listen, I have difficult times talking about a college basketball coach in Knoxville, Tennessee, making more money than the college football coach. I just yeah, look, Rick Barnes earned that money, but I just never thought that I would be living in a time where college basketball would be making more money than college football, at least head coaching salary-wise, A, in Knoxville, and B, that it would actually be happening in my lifetime here while I was working on radio. Now you're telling me there's going to be an equation where possibly Dak Prescott's the highest-paid quarterback in the National Football League? That's nuts, right? 656-9900. Mel's been waiting patiently. Mel, thank you again. Tyler and Will, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, this I'm I'm worried we're going to get into another Romo situation where we overpay our quarterback an ungodly amount of money and, and we don't get any results from it. He hasn't done anything to show that he's worth thirty million dollars, let alone thirty four million or whatever. I, you know, at this point, they they just they just need the, the the cut and run from him and Zeke because Zeke Zeke needs to understand he you know running backs are a dime a dozen and he's not worth what he thinks he's worth either. It's like Everybody always, you know, we look at the Cowboys all the time. I'm a Cowboy fan, been diehard for years. It, it, it seems like we always overpay for 
underperforming players, and it's it's. I, I hope at this point Jerry Jones is sick of it, and, and we just like turn and run. Invest that money in the offensive line and wide receivers because we all know watching Tennessee play, if you don't have a good offensive line, it doesn't matter if you have uh, who you know. You could have God at quarterback, and he probably still won't do good because he's going to get sacked all the time. You know, money needs to go to the offensive line, wide receivers. Those are the playmakers. With good wide receivers and a good offensive line, they make a good quarterback. To your point, Mel, right now, look at the Cowboys, their cap situation this year. Um, Their top two guys against the cap this year, Tyron Smith and Zach Martin. I And you got almost $30 million, $29.5 million between the two of them and cap hit this year. You're going to have to let one of those two guys walk if you pay all three of those skill position players. There's no chance I'm letting either one of those guys go. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is another guy who's got an $11 million cap hit. So on the offensive line, you have uh, three offensive linemen, two defensive linemen that are in your um, $10 million or above cap hits out of six players that are there. And the other one is uh, Amari Cooper. That's the only other player that's making more than $10 million against the cap this year. The rest of it's offensive line, defensive line. And if you look at Zach, Dak Prescott's, to your point, Mel, the last three games of the season when he had didn't have Ezekiel Elliott, didn't have Tyron Smith, his quarterback rating was a sixty-six. Yep, he, he just—I mean, he's—he's got to uh, He doesn't deserve the money he's asking for. It, it's just ridiculous. You got to invest. You got to invest in the front line. I mean, look, look at the New York Giants. Uh, Eli Manning was getting destroyed. You know. And they've started putting money into that offensive line. I don't know how they're going to do this year. I mean, uh, but they knew they had to address the offensive line because it doesn't matter who you have at quarterback if you don't have a solid offensive line. Like in the everybody remembers the Cowboys of the early '90s. We had the, the line was insane. You couldn't you couldn't ask for a better offensive line. And it, what happened? Emmett Smith ran for. Thousands of yards. Troy Aikman looked like a superstar back there, but if I guarantee, if you gave those two guys the offensive line we have now, which has holes in it right now, even though we have some high-paid players, they wouldn't perform like they did like they did in the '90s. It's it, it starts with the offensive line, and if you short if you short side the offensive line, you, you're going to get a mediocre quarterback. You know what? <laughs> Pay the line. I bring in Dobbs. Try to get Dobbs from the from the Steelers. I think that that kid's smart. He's a great quarterback, and I, I'd hate to see him be a second-string quarterback again this year. Uh, you know, it'd be nice to see somebody give him a chance. Why not? The Cowboys seem to give people that, you know, shouldn't get chances chances. So it's like, you know, go for him. Get rid of Zach or, or Zeke and and Prescott and make them, make them realize what they how good they had it. All right. Thanks a lot, Mel. Appreciate it, buddy. So, so there's always this thing that where people, because you'll always see, I saw Trey Wingo doing this on Twitter yesterday. Um, and I said, Lewis Riddick has done this a lot. Why do other people care what people make when it comes to their salary? Like, why are people upset that Dak's doing this? Why do people push back on Dak for wanting to try to maximize his revenue and make as much money as he possibly can with his salary? And uh, especially when you talk about billionaire NFL owners. The reason why is because you're a football fan. And if you're especially a Dallas Cowboys fan, you know what happens to look at those teams that the quarterbacks are making the most money right now. Russell Wilson's not going to win a Super Bowl again while he's making that kind of money, right? Can Aaron Rodgers? Yes. I think he can, but I think he's the best football player in the world, not named Aaron. Like, he's the best offensive football player in the world. Um, ben Roethlisberger's making a ton of money. 
Can the Steelers? Is I don't think he's going to win another Super Bowl. Never. Um, Carson Wentz. We'll see, but I don't know that I. I, I believe that they're going to win a Super Bowl with Carson Wentz I, making that I kind of cash. I want to see Wentz go sixteen games without getting injured. Hundred percent. Um, Matt Ryan is he going to win a Super Bowl making that kind of money? You know what? You're going to think I'm nuts on this. I believe he will. Okay, I, I believe the Falcons he could, do. He could. He's making thirty million. So it's about five million less, but he, he could. Uh, Kirk Cousins at twenty eight million. No chance. I mean, just if you look at what it does to handcuff the rest of your team when you pay your quarterback that kind of money. That's the you know that that's the problem. So at some point in time, somebody's going to say no. I'm not going to handcuff the rest of my team. Fans don't want quarterbacks that are, that aren't worth it asking for this kind of money because they don't want to see the rest of their team handcuffed. If you're Mel and you're a Cowboys fan, you don't want to see them. You lose that offensive line, that defensive line, and then your team ends up being seven and nine, nine and to nine and seven somewhere in that neighborhood because you're overpaying your quarterback. So once he resets the market, if he does, okay, let's just assume that eventually they find a middle. They find somewhere where Dak Prescott comes back. And remember, you mentioned it you're, yesterday. You're right, though. They're going to pay him. Like, they are going to pay him. Yes, you're right. They are. And it's just, when do they meet in the middle? And you yeah. know what? Dak probably already has good motion from that. That's why he's still showing up and he's playing in these games. That's If, if it was a situation like Zeke going to Cabo, he is actually drawing the line in the sand because maybe he's been getting some type of message from the Dallas camp that, you know what? We don't got to pay you. We may not pay you. You're so close to the red line of being banned from the league. We don't know if we really want to invest this kind of guaranteed money into you. I think Dak knows that he's gotten a good word from Jerry Jones. We're going to pay you. We want you to be the future. That's why he continues to show up. My question is, is once he resets the market or at least resets a bar, who's next? Every year it's been, all right, here's Russell's money. Here comes Ben's money. Once Ben gets his money, here comes Carson's money. Matt got his money. Aaron got his money. Stafford got his money. Who's next? As we go to break, think on it. We got to get to inside ESPN's top 50 college football players. Mel, we appreciate the phone call. You're up next, 656-9900 inside TSL with our next Tennessee Lottery Sports Update. This is a Tennessee Education Lottery Sports Minute. All right, in baseball, some scores from the MLB circuit, Cincinnati fell to Washington 7-6. to The Yankees swept the doubleheader against Baltimore, winning 8-5 to in Game 1, 11-8 in Game 2. Cleveland got past Boston 7-6, to the final score. The NCAA amended its certification process and now will allow agents to not have a bachelor's degree when representing players who test the waters for the NBA draft. Instead, those, indivi- those individuals without a degree must be in good standing with the NBA Players Association. Elsewhere, NBA champ- champion Kyle Lowry of the Toronto Raptors has pulled out of the FIBA World Cup for Team USA while he recovers from a thumb surgery. Raiders receiver Antonio Brown lost his grievance case against the NFL over a helmet dispute but said he's looking forward to being in Oakland with his teammates this season. Brown previously threatened to retire. Uh, former Titans receiver Rashard Matthews also retires from the league after seven seasons. Have a little fun with instant games today. Stop by any Tennessee Lottery retailer and pick up the new August instant games. Top prizes ranging anywhere from $2,000 all the way up to $1 million. 716, Pete Michael's traffic. I'm Eric Kane. Six five six ninety nine hundred. One eight six 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 five six ninety nine hundred. Five burning questions in the next ten minutes here on TSL. At Tyler Ivins and at West at Will West WNML, your chance to score from Buddy Greg RV Motorhomes Graphic Creations and 
Hound Dogs, the ultimate tailgating camper, before 8 o'clock this morning. ESPN.com is where you can take a look at the final rankings, the top 50 college football players coming into the 2019 season. And out of the 50, yep, there are quite a bit of SEC players that make the list, 19 to be exact, the first on the list. Well, if Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one overall college football player, the quarterback at Clemson, I think we know who's coming in at number two. And believe it or not, Alabama takes up the number three spot as well. Tua and Jerry Judy go quarterback, wide receiver, two, three, including 17 other players, which include Jake Fromm from Georgia and DeAndre Swift from Georgia as well. This list, yeah, well, I'm impressed by the number of players, the 19 from the SEC that make it on this top 50 list. But at the same time, as I'm impressed by the 19, there are some notable omissions from this list as well that I thought this guy's got to make ESPN's top 50 this guy's got to make the top 50 um it's okay what are the ones you're pointing to then all right if you ask me right now who are the players who didn't make the top 50 there are three that come to mind I believe in no particular order I believe that Kentucky linebacker Cash Daniel I believe that he is the yeah, real I'll, deal. I'll agree with you there I, I, I believe they, he's the real deal you ever, you ever hear Cash Daniel like he was at media days this year that dude like he goes around off campus and hunts squirrel and cooks it and eats it and I'm not kidding that's a guy I want to like have he, on my he's side. He's about as country as you can possibly get. And that's a guy who'll run through an offensive line and try to tear yes. you apart no, if Cash, you let him. Cash Daniel can play, too. Uh, yeah. I believe that, you know what? I'll, I'll agree with you there. I will take Cash Daniel over some of the guys that are that are listed on this list ahead of him. People think I'm nuts, but I, there's a chance he's going to set all of USC's receiving records. I believe that Brian Edwards from South Carolina should be on this list. Okay. Um, I think he's better than Debo Samuel. And Ooh, do I, you? Yes, I do. I believe that Brian Edwards is better than Debo Samuel. Yeah. Maybe not on the NFL level, maybe on the next level. But when you want to talk about records and talk about South Carolina receiving, absolutely, I believe Brian Edwards is better than Debo Samuel. Okay. Number three guy that comes to mind immediately is Kellen Mond. And maybe it's just because I, where I have him on the tier of SEC quarterbacks, I believe he's the third best quarterback in the SEC behind Jake Fromm and behind Tua Tagovailoa. Okay. So I think he maybe should have been in that 48 to 50 range, or maybe you expanded a little bit more. Obviously, it's a top 50, and maybe these three make it on the list if it's a top 60 or top 75. But to me, those were just three notable admissions that uh, omissions that came from not making this top 50 out of the SEC. And Keyshawn Vaughn's a guy that said, like, if we're talking about underrated guys in this list, give me Keyshawn Vaughn at number 50. Sure. Is the most underrated. Keyshawn Vaughn averaged 7.9 yards per carry last year. Like, that's stupid. 7.9 against SEC teams with Vanderbilt's offensive line in front of him. He averaged 7.9 yards per carry. So that's one that I think if I'm saying who's over underrated, I think Keyshawn Vaughn is the most underrated. Quality young man, too. Got to, got to talk to him a decent amount of media days this past year. Um, overrated guy that I would say there, give me Jake Fromm as overrated. I like Jake Fromm. People are acting like Jake Fromm. Like I, I've seen people in mock drafts say Jake Fromm's going to go ahead of Tua. or that. I am not sold to Jake Fromm's just walking in as a franchise quarterback at all. There were times last year that Jake Fromm was a liability. Now, there were other times he got it together, and that's okay. But there were times last year where Jake Fromm was a little bit of a problem. He's so, fine. Good player. Don't get me wrong. Um, another guy I would say, Justin Ross, at number 10. I think it's just absolutely nuts. Uh, I think I don't think Justin Ross is the best for the wide receiver out of Clemson. I don't think he's the best wide receiver at Clemson. And T. Higgins is. So on this list, when you look at the players that Tennessee will see this year, they're going to see everybody but... Auburn defensive tackle Derek Brown that comes in at 17. Yep. And they're going to see Nazi Grant Delpit that comes in at the safety at LSU at number four. And uh, Kalavon Cherison that the linebacker at LSU, Kristen Fulton as well. So they're going to see four. So essentially, you're going to see 15 of these 19 players coming up on Tennessee's schedule this year. Yes. 
That's a lot. Well, you get the Alabama and the Georgia players, and then C.J. Henderson and Keyshawn Vaughn, right? Those are the players that they're going to they're going to see them play. And some of those notable Bates. names. I mean, you got to ask yourself how talented Tennessee's secondary is this year. You're going to see these wide receivers like Jalen Waddle, and you're going to see Jerry Judy. I mean, the, my whole thing this year is that a lot of the positions where Tennessee is at the strength, and I think a lot of us would agree that their secondary this year is one of the strongest parts, if not the strongest part defensively. They'll get tested in games like Georgia and tested against games like Alabama like they should, but then there's some other games where the offensive line has question marks where they're going to have to hold back players like Raquan Davis and Dylan Moses. Some of these names last year that we were highlighting going into the 2018 season, some of these names are alarming again that they're going to get highlighted in the 2019 season. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you know what really stands out to me, though, when I'm looking at this list? Guys that were committed to Tennessee or could have been committed to Tennessee or were Tennessee fans at some point in time and just some level of recruiting mismanagement meant that they went somewhere else. I mean, the number one player is who? I'm trying. I'm, I'm scrolling through the list right now. The sub that get, you're Trevor, gonna have- Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, who was a who grew up being I'm a sorry, Tennessee fan. I thought you were talking about just SEC. No, no, no. Just, I'm just talking about the guys on the list of the top 50 players. Trevor Lawrence was a Tennessee fan, and I, look, nobody. We don't need to rehash this, but let's rehash this. Um, Trevor Lawrence was a guy that was you could have had at Tennessee. Like point blank, if you handle your business, Trevor Lawrence at is at Tennessee right now. Um, T Higgins is a guy that should have been at Tennessee, and if you don't mismanage the recruiting. T, you know, T. Higgins is a guy that's at Tennessee. You had Adrian Martinez blocked up, right? So let's say that if you blew it with Trevor Lawrence, that's okay. Maybe you'll have Adrian Martinez. Well, now Adrian Martinez is at Nebraska. And so, like, I, I just, man, that's that did that, that just, when I look at what Tennessee is right now, and I keep thinking of last year it's five and seven, and I see these guys that are maybe the best freshman, maybe the best freshman quarterback who's ever played the game was a lifelong Tennessee fan, right? That is painful. And, yep. and you and look, here's the thing. It's easy to see where Tennessee's blown it as well. When you start seeing things like that, where Tennessee's past coaches, past administration blew this whole thing up. And you're just thinking, how in the world could you have done this? How did, how did you blow Trevor Lawrence and T. Higgins? How did you blow that? I'm a, I'm come from the camp of how do you solve from the milk being spilt again? Instead of saying, dang it, there's milk on the ground again. How do you keep it from happening? Fix the solution. So when do we get to the point in time where more Tennessee players end up on a top 100, top 50 list? And when do we stop looking at the, in, in fairness, when do we stop looking at the, this is where things went wrong? Do we look at Jeremy Pruitt <clears throat> if he starts fixing things in year two? We start looking at things if Jeremy Pruitt fixed things in year three? Because, yeah, eventually you have to keep going to the mirror in the bathroom every night and see that wart on your face. And can you, you see many warts on this list that could have been in orange here in Knoxville? I do think that I don't know when that number or when that day is that it happens. I do think that defensively, at least, could you see a top 50 player on Tennessee's roster next year? Yes, I think you could see Alante could be there. Going to be one of those guys. Bryce could be there. Bryce, that's Henry a tool, tool. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a possibility that they're on that list. Now, as far as the guys at the top, because they're going to prioritize the skill position players, Tennessee's going to have to have a dynamic offense to be at the at the skill positions, right, to get it done. Georgia has the number five player in Jake Fromm. Georgia has the number, I think, 11 player in, or excuse me, 12, um, 14 player in DeAndre Swift, the number 15 player in Andrew Thomas. Offensive players that played under Jim Chaney, they're going to have to let Jim Chaney do what Jim Chaney does, though, over there offensively, because ball control protects your defense. I think you can go, it's just not going to get you a lot of players in this top 50 list. Trey Smith make this list if he's 100%. Yeah, 100%. Healthy. I think Trey Smith's the best offensive lineman yeah, in football. Absolutely. And I think everybody knows Trey Smith's the best offensive lineman in football. It's also a very weak year for offensive line. 
So Trey Smith, I think, would be I think Trey Smith would be a top ten pick if Trey Smith is healthy right now, and I think Trey Smith would probably be a top ten player if Trey Smith is healthy right now. All right, Trey Smith's not on the list right now for obvious reasons. He's trying to take care of his life. Who is that second player? So with Trey Smith on the shelf, who's the best player right now in uniform at the University of Tennessee? Ooh, Kaner, who do you got there? I mean, I think in easy, uniform. I think the easy answer would would be to say Darrell Taylor because of his playmaking ability, but I'm going to go Bryce Thompson. I think it's Marcos Callaway. I just think they don't use him and haven't used him. I think Marcos Callaway is a game-breaker, and I think he's better than a number of wide receivers yep. that are on this list. I just think Tennessee abjectly mismanaged him last year. Two touchdowns, one on a Hail Mary before the half. Yeah. 7.30. Five burning questions coming up on the other side. Plus, hour number three of the program, your chance to play the game. Overrated, underrated, and more. Final 90 minutes of a Tuesday TSL. It's next. 99.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Seven thirty-seven six five six ninety nine hundred. Tyler and Will on the starting lineup for a Tuesday. Five burning questions on your radio now. Head to head, toe to toe, mono a mono. It's time for five burning questions. Brought to you by Life Safety Inspections, saving lives one extinguisher at a time. It's not just a motto; it's how we do business. All right, gentlemen, which fantasy football analyst do you trust most? Maybe because I have a personal connection with him. The easy answer is Matthew Barry, but if you are not looking at the re- if you're not looking up the stats and looking up the news and some of the breaking stuff that Tristan Cockcroft has at ESPN.com, you are missing the boat. Not only is this guy elite when it comes to fantasy football with some of the most accurate overall scores for the year, but will he does it for Major League Baseball as well. He gets you in two sports championships. Yeah, Jamie Eisenberg with CBS Sports. He's fantastic. You know, he's actually the cousin. We had him on the show one time. He's the cousin of Jesse Eisenberg, who played in the, the Social Network and all those movies, uh, right? Okay, but, but he's he's unbelievable. Like I will just say, when it comes to fantasy football specific, he is the best. He is the most accurate. And we actually used to do accuracy ratings on the fantasy football show as well back in the day. Give us the NFL team most likely to go from worst to first in their division. I don't think anybody goes worse to first this year and used to it was a guarantee it's always going to happen. Not so much in recent years. If there is a candidate, that candidate is Jacksonville. And I, because I think that defense can't be as bad as it was last year, right? They're going to, if Leonard Fournette's healthy, that offensive line stays healthy and Nick Foles can catch lighting in a bottle, maybe they can go win that division. I just don't see it happening. Okay, look, you're going to force me to say this and you're going to say it's the homer card this year. But if you get Le'Veon Bell and you add C.J. Mosley to the mix and you spend over $100 million, don't give me Come that look. On, man. It's don't the give Patriots, me that look. Don't give me that look. The Jets, they're not going to win the division, but they have the best chance out of any of the teams to do it. For go To go last to first. To first. Not going to happen, but in my opinion, the best chance. None of them are going to well, so that Notice there, we both left the Giants on the table for you there, Kaner, if you'd like to pick them <laughs> up. 5-11 and 11 last year. Daniel Jones stepping in, leading the way. All right, today is Boogie Cousins' 28th birthday. His cousin's time as an all-star level player behind him. Eventually, when you deal with knee injuries and foot injuries, big men just ask Dwight Howard, it catches up to you. I think Boogie Cousins has seen his better days all because of that Achilles injury. And man, what could have it been with him, Rayshon Rondo, and Anthony Davis? But to me, the wrong side of 20, I think Boogie Cousins can be a good player. He'll no longer be the great all-star player. I mean, we watched those NBA finals, right? He could. He was a liability on the floor. He had one game. Yeah. I mean, just... 
He was a liability, and and it's yeah. he's and I don't know that it's recovery is going to help that that much. His explosiveness is gone. His um quickness is gone, and that was a lot of it. It was that he was so nimble and such a big man he could knock down the mid range jump shot. I don't think he has legs under his jump shot anymore either after having so many Achilles injuries and things like that. So yeah, I, I've written off Boogie Cousins altogether. Today is National Filet Mignon Day. Is filet the best tasting cut of beef? It is not the best tasting cut of beef. A lot of people want to go for it. It's this great cut of beef. Don't get me wrong. It is not the best tasting. I don't know that the bone-in ribeye is not the best tasting single cut of beef. I think that I would take the sirloin is better tasting than a filet. The porterhouse is the way to go because you get the short loin and you get the tenderloin in the porterhouse together. So that's the the best one you can get. I, I'm a guy who likes flavor on top of the marble. So if you cook it right on the grill, you get a lot on the strip. Give me the New York strip steak just because of what you can do marble-wise on the bottom of that steak. Fant- I mean, just, again, I'm, I'm a steak guy. Bird you, of beef, inch thick, less salt and pepper, beef. down the hatch it goes. If you're Jerry Jones, what is the maximum you'd be willing to pay Dak Prescott? If I'm Jerry Jones, I say pack your bags and walk. But I know I need him if I want to try to win the division again. I think the number is $30 million to me. I really do. I'm not going to pay you more than Tom Brady. I'm not going to pay you more than some of these quarterbacks that fall in the 27 to 31 range. $30 million is mo- it's the most I'm going to go for Dak Prescott. Sport tracks says $29 million is what his market value should be based on age and based on contracts that other people have signed. I'm not going to pay you based on bad contracts. I would be willing to pay you up to and including $25 million a year, but I would guarantee more years for him. And that's how I would look at saying this is, look, it's not as much per year money as you want to get, but I'm going to guarantee you more years here than you would get otherwise. Sometimes when you do your wins and your votes, man, I, I, I you're voting, man. You sometimes, you're like a UFC judge. I don't know if it's coming or not. I mean, you have to make a comment every day. You might not get a win tomorrow. I gave you the win today because Will said sirloin is better than filet mignon. Yeah, the sirloin just, is a better tasting I, cut I just, of meat uh, than the filet. I, I mean, hey, to each his own, man. But so I'm what you're trying tasting. to say is I didn't win it. Will lost it. it yeah, that's a good way of putting it for sure. Okay, okay. Better tasting cut uh, than a filet. A filet uh, can get dried out too quickly. A I, filet can get it's too, very tough to cook. It's hard to get at a restaurant. Uh, is the filet because they rarely cook it the right way. I do like your porterhouse tag. Yeah. Big fan of porterhouse. That, that's the one that you, like yeah. is your go-to because you get both the tenderloin and yeah. the short loin together, right? So you're mm-hmm. getting get a little bit of both there. I was just thinking about this during five burning questions. If I told you right now that that was the last steak that you could eat for the rest of your life, you would really stick with that? With the porterhouse? Yeah. Yeah. That's the lad. That's the one I would go to. Yes, you're right. Let me expand a little bit more. What is the best side dish to go with the porterhouse? Uh, no, yeah, to me, I'm a baked potato guy. I like a baked potato. That's that's what I go with with that. Uh, if you get two baked potato and asparagus, I'm anti asparagus. The, the piece smell really <laughs> weirds me out a little bit. Dude, it and does. I look at Will. I look at what is going on. I learn yeah. something new about my co-host every day. I, I, don't, I feel like something bad's going on down there, and we don't need that. I thought Will was. Uh, <laughs> I thought Will was a vegetable medley guy. I really saw him as a. I give him a call that, that, that's what, but that's what I do normally is I'll do the vegetable medley. But if I'm if I'm on death row or if the world's ending because the big giant meteorite's coming, 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the baked potato because who cares at if, that point? If the world's ending, give me give me the give me the uh, porterhouse, give me the cheese fries, the blooming onion, <laughs> oh, uh, just the whole the, thing, yeah, know, or the cactus blossoms wherever yep. you decided to die. I will eat sticks of butter like Snickers bars right in front of you. Life safety. At that point, it doesn't matter. I'm uh, gonna have to extinguish this conversation. LSITN.com yeah. for life safety inspections. Most likely, those fire extinguishers in your home or in your business come with a like they're, they're made in Mexico. They have a thirty percent fail rate. Life safety inspections can get you into less expensive models made in the United States with a .001% fail rate. Protect your home. Protect your investment. Life safety inspections. I've won five burning questions two days in a row. I don't know if I can contain my excitement right now. That or your action. I am very excited right now. I he just went Stephen Wright on us. No, I'm just, I never thought I'd see the day. Eric Kane sometimes takes it personal with me and wants to make sure that he gets these ego shots. Uh, You've said that two days in a row, and I, you're you're I'm, you're a little off base there, pal. I think it's Phil Jacksoning you. I think he's what he's doing. Phil Jackson. Every time you got a, the Phil Jackson got a win, he would talk about it's just nice to get a favorable whistle. You know, it's nice that we finally got some calls today. It's like, geez, man, just play the game. Stop, yeah. stop commenting on officiating. I hate, the, <laughs> I hate those guys. If a strike's a ball, or a ball's a strike. I'm going to make sure you know it. Put your mask on and let's play the game, Blue. 745. Speaking of the game, you want your chance to score from Edwin Watts Golf. We'll do it in the next 15 minutes. we got to get a UT practice report in, though, coming up on the other side as we sit 18 days away until Tennessee and Georgia State square off right here on your home for Tennessee football. 99.1 FM. You're listening to the Sports Animal. This is a Tennessee Education Lottery Sports Minute. So scores from Major League Baseball. Cincinnati fell to Washington 7-6. The Yankees swept a doubleheader against Baltimore, winning 8-5 in Game 1, 11-8 in Game 2. Cleveland got past Boston 7-6. Raiders wide receiver Antonio Brown lost his grievance case against the NFL over a helmet dispute, but said he's looking forward to playing this season in Oakland. Brown previously threatened to retire if things didn't go his way. Former Titans receiver Rashad Matthews also retired from the NFL after seven years in the league. In college football, Alabama projected starting inside linebacker Joshua McMillan will be out indefinitely with a right knee injury. Florida State quarterback Jordan Travis was granted immediate eligibility after transferring from Louisville this offseason. And Miami, they've named Jared Williams. It's starting quarterback over former starter Nicozy Perry and Ohio State transfer Tate Martell. Add Quick Cash to your next Tennessee Cash Play for a chance to win up to $500 instantly, plus a chance to win the jackpot drawing later. You can have some fun now and later with Tennessee Cash from your Tennessee Lottery. Pete Michael's traffic will get you updated on the roads here in about 15 seconds, 746 on a Tuesday morning. I'm Eric Kane. Seven fifty one, starting lineup returns to your radio ninety nine one FM and nine ninety AM. Eighteen days away till Tennessee football. Back on your calendar and back on your radio here on D Sports Animal. Tyler Ivins and Will West. We welcome in Eric Kane now. Kane, who is on the scene each and every day on the hill, getting us ready for the twenty nine football season. A lot of people talking about a Tennessee football team that continues to scramble to find the five consistent names on the offensive line and who some of those names are going to be consistently on the defensive line this year. Jarrett Garantano, a lot of offensive players continue to sing in the praises of Jim Chaney. And not only that, but you're starting to find Jeremy Pruitt sorting out the players from who are the experienced guys who need playing time and who are some of the guys who are new, who are starting to turn heads. 
I can't wait to hear from Jeremy Pruitt just so he says the names that he thought stood out Sunday at the scrimmage. But a lot of people starting to mention names. You mentioned it yesterday, Henry Toa Toa, among others. There are some new guys and some newcomers that are looking for playing time on the Hill, and it could start as early as Georgia State. Yeah, there's a lot of guys, a lot of young guys that are going to be playing a factor for the Vols in 2019. You know, Eric Gray, Henry Tuotuo, kind of Henry Tuotuo, you know, I've seen with my own eyes having a, having a really nice camp. Uh, you know, Coach Jeremy Pruitt's commented on him. Don't get to see much of Eric Gray or any of the running backs at practice, but uh, both those guys were in the highlight reel uh, that Tennessee football put out following the scrimmage on Sunday. So interested to see what Jeremy Pruitt's thoughts were because, you know, Eric Gray was one of the guys he mentioned saying he looks good in practice, ready to see what he does inside a stadium, a change of venue for a scrimmage. And uh, Jeremy Pruitt will let us all know about that at about 5 o'clock today. All right, right now, anything standing out to you this week? Like as far as changes from what you heard last week to what's going on so far this week? Uh, just it, it needs to the separation needs to be made uh, both on the offense and the defensive lines. Uh, you know, when you come out 19 days before you know kickoff in Tennessee and say that there's uh, that you're nowhere close to finding five offensive linemen to be on your first group, that's a little alarming. You've got to create some separation there. Uh, defensive line, Jeremy Pruitt said, you know, there's 10 guys, but not all they're all about the same right now. And, and that's not really a good thing. So you're a, you're over a week into camp now. You're you're going on your second full week of practices. Now it's the time to create some separation. You really find those guys because you know who's going to play receiver. You know who's going to be the feature back. You know who's going to be the quarterback. Um, you know who's going to play cornerback in one of the safety positions. You need to start finding those guys in the trenches that want to separate themselves so you can start finalizing a rotation because you know you need to have a set plan. Obviously, you don't want to do it prematurely, but you kind of need to have a set plan so those guys can start practicing next to each other, playing next to each other, and get some chemistry built. All right, so Aubrey Solomons, he's still making the run, kind of running with the first team right now. I mean, there's no hesitation on using Aubrey Solomon just in case. No, Aubrey Solomon is is repping, you know, with his teammates. He's usually in the first team every single time. He's going to be practicing like he's going to be playing up until, I guess, they're told he's not. Uh, if, if Aubrey Solomon's deemed eligible, he will be, you know, a starter on this team. He'll play a lot of football has been practicing a little bit at nose, can play all three of the positions, and that's kind of how they're all going to be on the defensive line, as well as they're going to go a lot of four-man front. And Darrell Taylor's a guy that can put a hand in the dirt as well, so very versatile are those guys. But Aubrey Solomon not holding back at all. I would assume, Will, that if you know the, the unfortunate news comes out that he's un- ineligible, he would have to take a back seat because you got to get some of these guys ready by getting them more reps throughout practice. You know, I feel like there's a position out there we just haven't talked about. And maybe because it's been solidified and there's no issues there, special teams-wise, who are going to be some of those explosive playmakers, kickoff and punt return? I mean, imagine Marquez Calloway is going to be one of the guys that you rely on. Do you have Ty Chandler back there again, as you did it many times last year, because you have depth in the uh, at the running back position? Or maybe, hey, look, at one point in time when injuries and they wanted to kind of mix things up, Bryce Thompson showed he's got explosiveness as well. Yeah, the guys you just mentioned right there, you know what you have out of Marquez Calloway can, is always a threat returning a punt. Bryce Thompson returned a couple of kicks last year and looked, looked pretty well. Alante Taylor's a guy that can do it. I don't think they want him to. Um, you know, Ty Chandler is, has been a guy back there deep. I think, you know, in a perfect world, you don't want to have your feature back out there returning punts or, you know, your starting cornerback. But sometimes that's what you have to do. Look for maybe some of these freshmen. That, that you're, you're exactly right, though. That, that's a point that we haven't really discussed much. But some of these freshmen coming in, can, can they return kicks? Can they play a factor into the run game? Can Gerard Means, can maybe Jalen McCullough, Tyus Fields, some of these guys in the secondary that might not be, you know, in the first wave of you know safeties and star nickel might be a rotational guy but can make an impact on special teams but if all else fails you know what you're going to get out of ty chandler callaway and bryce thompson 10 days of fall practice 
and there's still a ways to go before Tennessee and Georgia State get together August 31. Jeremy Pruitt meets with the media, the recap of the scrimmage on Sunday. What else is coming up this week, Kaner? Yeah, they're just going to be back on the practice field. Had a day off yesterday, which is uh, good uh, to get a little recharge, rest of the bodies. It's going to be a hot one. Already a heat advisory out beginning at noon today. So uh, that'll be something to keep an eye on. They'll need to drink plenty of water out there, but it'll be good you know, training for those hot Saturday afternoons. So we'll be back on the practice field today. Jeremy Pruitt meets with the media at 5 o'clock. We'll have, probably have an opportunity to catch up with some of the players tomorrow. So a lot of audio, a lot of video, a lot of coverage will be coming at underscore Kaner and at sportsradiowml.com. Of course, this UT practice report, as always, brought to you by Pools by Heritage. Get your pool started now from design to custom to maintenance. One call does it all. Call Pools by Heritage. 947-7527 or visit online poolsbyheritage.com. The temperature high today in Knoxville, for those of you wondering, 97. 97 degrees. That's awesome. August 13th. Uh, opposite of that. You know what? It's kind of been, it's not been bad though this summer. Like it's we've kind of dealt with the pretty mild summer overall, and yeah. now we're just getting our backside whooped this week. I will say this as long as the rain stays away and I don't have to go out there and keep manicuring the grass, because guess what's one thing Tyler doesn't like doing? manicuring his grass, yeah. especially whenever you got landscapers out there that you can't even get to come over to your house to mow your grass for 25 bucks. You're lazy, Ivan's cut your own grass. Do you cut your own grass, No, Will? no, do not. I you do not. Dude, I got to get on this whole somebody cut my grass for me thing. Yeah, I, do, I don't like to cut my grass. I don't, like, I, I don't know. I just can't stand a push mow. I got a kid. I'm trying to negotiate with him. Look, dude, I'm going to buy 10 coupon books from you coming up in the next couple of weeks. Come over here and cut my grass a couple times. Let's call it even Stevens. The game, your chance to score from Edwin Watts Golf on the other side. Hour number three of TSL, which includes overrated, underrated, is next. Sports Radio, WNML.